0: it's time now we
1: are doing the podcast
0: it's time for the podcast welcome to the we podcast. haven't
1: recorded in a while and so we're gonna be really weird we're gonna be talking over each other they don't know we're this, gonna be though. struggling to remember what this game is the
0: audience doesn't have to know that it's been a couple weeks since you recorded like we could just
1: yeah but it. i want an excuse in place in case this is bad what if
0: it's really good
1: I don't think there's much danger of that, but in that case, <laughs> I can it out the po- part where I explain why it's bad. All right, that's
0: fair. Uh, Heroes Path podcast, uh, Breath of the Wild video game, available- It's
1: July 29th, and this is episode 27.
0: I'm impressed every Today time you we're pull talking that out about... and you know when date things go up, because I never know. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Zach uh, in this episode went to he got to Birdland. But I, some stuff Birdland, happened before you got Birdland's to Birdland. A good,
0: Birdland's a good IF. That's what it's called. Right? Oh yeah. Birdland's really good. Uh go I play Birdland. It's called
1: Birdland, yeah.
0: Yeah, go play Birdland if you've ever played Birdland. Birdland's really good.
1: Um I learned recently that you can put hyperlinks in episode descriptions. Okay. In the RSS. Cool. So now I'm like, gosh, I could be. I when people talk about doing show notes, that's what they mean. It's not just in the blog post associated with the <laughs> episode release. It's it not be a in word in document. The episode description itself. It can be in the RSS.
0: It's not a word document on my desktop that I never bothered to upload anywhere.
1: <laughs> it's also that.
0: Because <laughs> that's my my version of show just notes. Just imagine if is I never post them, but I have them.
1: If you were the guy who was in charge of putting up the RSS for the new episodes, then it could be your job to include links to all those things. Instead of it being me where I just come up with the shortest possible way to describe the episode, I just realized that my format for episode descriptions doesn't really have room for hyperlinks to the things that we talked about in the episode. So
0: never mind. Okay, I went, I crossed the bridge from the Hyrule Ridge area to the Tabantha area uh, is what I did. Uh, on the other side of the bridge is a bunch- is like a canyon. Like, not a- not a big canyon, but like a little canyon. That's being patrolled mm-hmm. by those annoying flighting guardians that have 100,000 million HP. Yes. Uh, My brother walked and by- this- Like- Go-
1: at least let's paint my experience, which is kind of similar to the experience you've had so far. Is that, um, first I saw these flying guardians, I believe, at the, uh, Akala F- Citadel, and they were very scary there, and I had to, like, find ways around them. Now you get to this canyon, and you basically, if you're as scared of them as I am, you have to, like, stealth around, um, but you also encountered them at Hyrule Castle. So are you more confident with them?
0: It's not even confidence. It's are you scared just of they're them? annoying. Oh, yeah. They have so much health. Oh, okay. Um. Mm. So they didn't bother me too much. But that much. means
1: that you do try to kill them.
0: Uh, instead if I can just of avoid just running him. the heck away. I don't. If one engages me, I'll fight it. But I'd rather not have to spend the mm. time to fight it if i can avoid it if that makes sense okay uh i was up on like a pillar and they like kind of go around in a pattern and my brother walked by and he says hey i wonder if you take damage if you jump through their rotors uh and so i spent 20 minutes trying to time a jump so that i would land in its rotor to see if that damaged me and the answer dear listener is no um, can you stand on top of them while they're in flight i think i can t- yeah but not i couldn't land enough to like ride it if that makes sense the body of the thing has collision like, but like the rotor does not have collision okay it's probably uh thank you for spending that for time to
1: figure that out
0: but maybe then yeah i forget but yeah uh you're welcome um listener. Uh okay, then I went to I needed the tower for this area. Uh not many towers left. Mm. I'm wagging my finger. That's cool. There's we're almost done with towers in this game. Uh this tower's up on top of Nero Hill. Uh and it's kind of a cool like dungeon sort of thing, I guess, where there's a bunch of winding paths up. It's like a level like i'm gonna use the term level yeah yeah bunch of winding paths uh blocked by malice in different areas that you have to kind of like find the eye to clear it out so you can move on uh there was one little section where a bunch of monsters were just staring at one of those malice eyeballs and it was super creepy
1: Mm, that's how they get their instructions
0: maybe like do they worship it do they just talk to it I don't
1: know. Um, is that Ganon's eye? Is Ganon able to see what the Malice eyes see? Maybe. Could be.
0: Uh. He's not
1: putting that information to very good use.
0: Ganon's, yeah, his ability to, like, do things in this game is questionable. Uh. He seems to be more operating on an instinctual level. Um.
1: That'll be fun to actually talk about him eventually.
0: I guess? I feel like by the time we get there, we're not going to have much to talk about when it comes to him, I guess. Mm. But we'll see. Um, At the very top where the tower is, there's like a minor puzzle element where the base of the pillar is like covered in malice so that you cannot climb it. And so you have to kind of climb on top of a pillar to like see a malice eye that was otherwise inaccessible and then shoot it and then that malice was the only thing keeping that pillar structurally intact and then it falls over that's cool leans against the tower and then gives you access to climb up that's pretty cool there was another tower that did something similar to this but this is way better
1: with like a scripted solution to something
0: well specifically with like the malice eye you have to clear to like get away up it had to oh, have okay. been... It had to have been... Akala Tower. Was it the Citadel? Yeah, I think yeah. it was, yeah. Where okay. you get to the top and then there's a bunch of malice on top of you having to conquer all the other stuff. So here nice. it's done a little bit better. Uh, I ran into... Oh yeah, I found Ka Okio Shrine kind of accidentally. I forgot it was where it was, where there's one of those, like, flat stones. How do you... all
1: those stones the same shape? I think so. If you gathered them all together, would they line up, like, a pack of cards?
0: That sounds kind of fun.
1: Yeah.
0: Um... Yeah, so... But I... this
1: one is covering up, like, a hole. yeah.
0: And you go down in the hole and there's a shrine hiding down there that I forgot was Mm. even there. Uh, And this shrine is an entire dungeon. It
1: is big.
0: This is, like, we talked about how some, you know, shrines are more approaching dungeons. And this is easily, like, number one or number two. As far as ones I've gone into and been like, this is just a dungeon. This is just a Zelda dungeon.
1: It is just, but unlike the uh, Trial of Power or whatever it was called... Mm. um, That one is recognizably a dungeon partly because of its layout. Like, you could almost see it as a, like, Zelda 1 dungeon with a top-down perspective because it's, like, two-dimensional, basically. Um, This one is very three-dimensional. Yes. And really feels like, again, it's one that seems very much influenced by Portal Test Chambers.
0: I mean... Partly
1: because it's so three-dimensional.
0: Yes, but also, I mean, you can see this kind of design in a later 3D Zelda, like a Twilight Princess or a Skyward Sword. You can see something like this. Oh, okay. I-M-O. Uh,
1: well, I'll tell you what I think is very portally about it, and you tell me if you agree. Okay. There is one um, hidden chest where the first time you get on a floating platform, you have to turn the platform around. And there's a chest just like in like a box attached to the wall that you have to. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes,
0: I had to think about it for a second, but I do.
1: So on a scale of one portal to five portals, how portally do you think that
0: is? That's at least a portal three. Wow. Uh, Which
1: is Half-Life 3. That's right. Uh, But we agree that this is a very uh,
0: dungeon-y. Thing. especially because the first thing that happens when you walk in the dungeon is you are given a Korok leaf mm. <clears throat> like this is they give they they do the thing that this game doesn't and they give you the dungeon item as you walk into the dungeon <laughs> uh because there's a whole bunch of the little like windmill like bris- the, the, the little what do you call them the, the puzzle element that you can blow on i think we have to call them a windmill
1: even though that's not what it is I right don't, I, there's no other name for it yeah the, um, that you can
0: manipulate to get and make a turn that does stuff in the dungeon basically it's funny to me that these are
1: kind of basically the same shape as they are in wind waker
0: i didn't think about it's that like, yeah
1: but you're right like i don't know how much we would recognize these as a wind affected object If we, I mean, obviously you can experiment on it and figure out right away. Sure. Like there's that shape of thing, which I think we have from Wind Waker and from nowhere in reality. Yeah. Because the other thing is, (laughs) I'm really going to get into a whole thing. Let's go. These wind things. Um, Part of it is in Breath of the Wild, just blowing a gust of air at one of these windmills is enough to activate it and it starts spinning around and it does whatever it needs to do in wind waker they had directionality right and you had to aim at the correct side of the object
0: it's been too long since i played wind waker for me to speak to this but i will defer to you on this i definitely remember
1: um in the lost woods dungeon or whatever it's called uh there's a situation where you need to blow on windmills to move a platform across like the windmills power this um, platform that's on rails and I'm pretty sure that if you you can hit the same windmill and turn it one way to make the platform go one way and turn it the other way to make the platform go the other way Gotcha. but the collision on the windmill is so bad that I'm kind of convinced that they just moved the object without moving its collision or something um, because it's really hard to aim at it correctly to make the platform go the
0: way you want it to go. So in that case, it sounds like the puzzle element in this game is more along the lines of the Twilight Princess version of this element Hmm. where you just have a wind boomerang that you can target and hit the little windmills and then make them spin, and then spinning it just activates it like any other like, AB switch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that sounds like it's more like that. Um, that's interesting. I need to, um, I need to revisit Wind Waker. Hmm. Not right now. We should find an excuse to
1: do that. Not right
0: now. <laughs> I have too many other games to play.
1: The, uh, the other thing I want to talk about is the uh Korok Leaf, and the, like the idea that in this game the Korok Leaf is just a thing that you find that's like any other sword basically, Uh, but it's replacing part of the functionality of the Deku leaf, which was like this huge deal. Mm -hmm. Like it's a a plot, a quest item. It's not a quest item. Um, It's, it's interesting to me that like the way that, or the ways that, Breath of the Wild replaces the idea of dungeon items. Um, bombs it, become... Yeah. You never have to worry about running out of bombs in this game. Right. But you do it's, have to worry about whether you're going to take up space with the wind leaf item.
0: For sure. It's it's. We talked about it a little bit before, about how most of the dungeon items have been put into the runes. By and large. But then a couple of, like, the things that previously previously would be dungeon items end up being incorporated into, like, Link's regular uh, expendable arsenal. Oh, we did arsenal. talk about the boomerang. The boomerangs yeah. and the fire and ice rods and even, you know, yeah, bomb yeah, arrows yeah. And, uh, and here the Korok leaf and, like, the torch and stuff like that. Like, those are all things that in previous games have been just part of links like you hit the pause button and there's your list of items you can select forever uh here you press the pause button and here's your list of disposable things that will eventually break and they kind of get incorporated into that in i think some particularly good ways and then maybe some not so good ways um i'm still not super on board with the way the korok leaf works the other half of this done the other the other like major puzzle element of this shrine is that you have to use the Korok Leaf to like float around a bunch of like platforms suspended by balloons. And yeah. it's fiddly. Anytime you have to use that Korok leaf to move laterally, it's it's fiddly. Mm-hmm. Um I didn't like it when I was doing the boat stuff. Here it's a little awkward. Um and I think that's because it's tied into the way you have to, it, you're swinging it the same as you would swing a we- a weapon, right?
1: And yeah, so, yeah. like,
0: you can hold it down, and then you do, like, a charge attack version of it. It's like, that's not useful. I need it to be like the Wind Waker one <laughs> I just press the button, and then I do exactly one, you know, swoosh. And then I mm-hmm. can know, based on how much swoosh that applies, that it'll be the same throughout, instead of accidentally doing a two-hit combo, where now I'm going slightly further yes. than I intended to and stuff like that, so. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Definitely. When when you hit the shoulder button with the Korok leaf uh, uh, equipped, do you go into aiming to throw the leaf, or do you go into aiming a gust of wind?
0: I think you go into aiming a gust of wind. Okay. That, anyway, that tracks. So, so no, but it, but this is still a good dungeon. It's still cool. You're still doing a lot of unique thing centered around the core a records. lot
1: a uh, lot of things there's a
0: really good final puzzle where they want you to like launch a like exploding barrel attached to a balloon to get close to they want you to babysit it
1: like across a couple of rooms yes very carefully move yes. this exploding barrel
0: and i'm like i got bomber and i we definitely yeah <laughs>
1: I, the bomb arrows never occurred to me. I wasted so much time in there. Oh, I watched um, Zelda Dungeon's walkthrough of this uh, okay. shrine. And um, when they get to this part, they do carefully move the bomb around. But when it gets to the tower of breakable blocks that you need to break, they don't manage to get it to explode on the blocks. So they shoot a bomb arrow. Yay,
0: around. love it love it
1: it's really good that's great and the zelda dungeon walkthrough of this shrine is like nine minutes long that's how big this dungeon is
0: that still seems pretty quick because i definitely spent a lot more than nine minutes especially trying to like get that get some of some of the weirder chests
1: hmm so well they uh... know what they're doing over at the dungeon the speed run of this shrine is less than 30 seconds
0: Oh, dear.
1: Because there are no ceilings. And with some stasis trickery, you can launch yourself way into the air of, like, the, basically the second room. Oh, sure, sure. And then land on the other side of the wall is the end of the dungeon, which is really good.
0: That makes sense. Uh, I still haven't dug into much of the speedrun stuff yet. I feel like when we get closer to the end of this project, I should definitely...
1: Uh, well to the listener I can really recommend watching the il runs of these different shrines it's
0: fun I bet I bet okay the uh, nearby to that shrine is an area called the ancient columns hmm um the ancient columns it's not a terribly exciting place as present in the game but it feels like a place that the devs liked a lot or maybe wanted to do more with uh there's a bunch of concept art in the creating a champion book about this place um they mentioned that some of the architecture is shared between it and like the 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 shrines not the shrines the um the 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 where the the
1: what are you talking about zach
0: what are the i can't think the springs the spring of power the spring of wisdom that's, oh that's interesting like, some of the architecture is between that. But yeah, they definitely, this is one of those areas that maybe they were really excited about, and then by the time they got it in-game, it wasn't as grand as they originally planned. It's difficult to say. Well,
1: the the kind of Greek flavor of these ruins, uh, it, to me, evokes the ruins that we see in the sky in the Breath of the Wild 2 trailer.
0: Yeah, I could definitely see them. Retroactively coming back and being like, yeah, we were kind of going for something like that, so...
1: Or it could be just, we didn't get to do as much of this as we wanted to in this game, so yes. we're going to <laughs>
0: do more. I mean, that's what, you know, a direct sequel is all about, is, hey, we had a lot more ideas, so we're going to do more with that. Mm. Uh, I hope we see the little Minish people in The yes. Wild too, because they definitely... There is some part of that, and that sounds fantastic, so yes uh okay at the top of the hill the ruins here in ancient columns there's a memory that i ignored and Tenna kosa shrine uh which is a major test of strength
1: and how much trouble did it give you zach
0: i don't remember having trouble with it so i'm gonna say zero wow yeah i'm getting very good at this game also at some point during this playthrough I turned in some more spirit orbs and ended up maxing out my stamina. Wow. I didn't realize it capped at three circles, but I guess that makes sense. In my head, it went to four, uh, but I guess that's it. Hmm. 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 Uh, nearby is Piper Ridge, where there is a great fairy fountain. Uh, uh, yes. This
1: one is very well hidden, in my opinion.
0: Really? I had an easier time finding uh, this one than I did, like, the, 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 the ocala one.
1: Uh, that one is also, you know what? Both of these are well-hidden, and then the Kakariko one isn't supposed to be well-hidden. And right. the desert one doesn't really count, because it's just way out of yeah, the way.
0: Yeah, it's the most, it's one of, like, the most remote locations. Uh,
1: so this one is well-hidden, and... Uh, it's a it's a fun place. Uh, I think we already... Oh, no, we talked about how um, uh, Satori Mountain has, like, this kind of secret cache of all the items you could ever want. Sure. And the Fairy Fountains are kind of the same way. They each have uh, certain items. I think there are, like, Endura carrots around this one uh, that, like, are really rare and hard to find other places but here there's just like a bunch of them yeah to grab and of course those silent princess flowers that you feel like you need lots of i, I don't know what like they you use, feel like you should for. grab them whenever you can yes i don't think they're used for i any, don't you know? i
0: don't i mean maybe they're good for like potions i never make potions is the thing so i don't know um I only have one fairy fountain left, so I can upgrade my clothes quite a bit, which is very fun.
1: I know which one it is.
0: I have a guess. We'll see if it's correct in okay. ten episodes. Um, You made a different prediction
1: about episode numbers earlier, and I was like, I oh, wonder I'm if
0: that will bear out, constant, but I forget what it was. Constantly making predictions about episode numbers. We'll see. Uh, it's going to be really fun to re-listen to this podcast when it's all done, and I've retired... To my cabin in the woods. The podcast. Where
1: you record the Majora's Mask podcast. That's right.
0: Uh, Okay, there's a cool field with some craters. One of them is named Gisa Crater.
1: Is Gisa Crater the one that has a talus in it?
0: Correct. Cool. Uh, I don't really... There's nothing to talk about, but I just thought this was a cool field with a bunch of craters that I thought was cool looking.
1: You can kind of pretend that the Talus fell from space <gasps> and made that crater. Oh, I
0: really like that. Oh, wow. Okay, hang on. That's good. I mean, we're gonna be up above Hyrule eventually. Maybe there's just like Talus Island. Up oh, there.
1: we'll meet the
0: the Talus progenitor. Tal- King. It's it's the Talus King. And- it's Thardus. It's Thar- from Thardis Prime. is up there! Oh, no! Yeah. You just go to Talon 4. No, that's, that's what Metroid Prime 4 is going to be. Don't worry.
1: Metroid Prime 4 is go back to Me- Talon 4? I'm
0: extremely confident that that's what's going to happen. So
1: that- they can blow it up permanently? Exactly.
0: <laughs> you are <Okay>. correct. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm glad this
1: is on tape because we're going to look really smart.
0: I, I feel incredibly smart about having figured this out a long while ago. The game has been so oh. like such a troubled production that they have to go as safe as possible. That no- nothing is safer than mm. nothing is safer than them taking another shot at uh, Fendrana Drifts. Zach,
1: you're so smart.
0: Yeah. Sometimes. Listen to this man. Uh, listen to this podcast. Listen. We're to... gonna <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna hype up the podcast in the middle of the podcast. That's how you know this is a good podcast.
1: Tell your friends what they're missing. Uh,
0: in the middle of Strunk this
1: voice,
0: <laughs> in the middle of Strock Lake, there is an unnamed island uh, that is like surrounded by wind, which makes it seem like this like hard to get to, desirable place. But I didn't find anything yeah. there.
1: Well, and an island in the middle of a lake should have something cool there. Yeah, right.
0: It's cool looking. It's like a games have been teaching us
1: this for years.
0: And it makes it hard to get to, and then there's nothing there, and I'm like, did they forget to put something here? It's weird. There's a, There are just some weird spots in the game where they just ended up not putting something in places. It makes you wonder. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe after Breath of the Wild 2, we'll get the secret lowdown. Like, originally, we had another DLC planned or something.
1: Yeah. It does feel like a DLC
0: place, kind of. <laughs> uh, I, I I've, You know what, though? I haven't even played the first two sets of dlc so i guess i can't complain uh okay so this is all like the preamble to getting over to rito area uh right outside of rito town is a rito stable Mm -hmm. which seems kind of a weird place for stable but okay sure no you're
1: right it does it is bizarre to have like what basically amounts to a human town in the shadow of the much cooler rito town it's
0: very it's so close it's right at the the front of it
1: yeah like i don't But i guess me part of it might be that like um taking a horse up to rito village isn't really practical and so to in the same way that they have a stable at, like, the last horse-navigable stretch before you get to the desert. Uh, they need to have, like, some horse convenience before you re- go to this horse-inaccessible location.
0: I suppose you're right.
1: Uh, uh, that that might be their justification, but it still is a weird... It, it's a, In the end, it's a weird-looking... It seems rude to affairs. go build
0: a stable right on does seem rude right next to somebody else's house that's weird yes i don't know rude is the word uh there's a bunch of let's see oh there's a quest for a guy needed some goron spice so he could make some curry i had goron spice gave him that quest complete done uh Cass is hanging out here and he mentions that also weird Well, he talks- it is weird, because he's like, I'm from Rita Village, but I cannot go back there until I do something. He's got some, like, secret goal he's trying to accomplish before he will allow himself to return home. And so he doesn't explain- he doesn't give any details
1: on that here, and he doesn't give any details on that in his journal?
0: Right, but I know there's, like, a DLC quest associated with him, so I assume- I probably have to talk to him at each of his different places before that becomes a thing. I know there's at least one more place he's at that I have not been to yet. so
1: I'm pretty sure the DLC stuff just activates after you finish all the Divine Beasts.
0: Oh, okay. That makes more sense than my thing. Um, yeah, I'm wondering if, like, it's, it, it's probably the case that you get the quest activated, you go do whatever Cass needs, and then he probably goes back to town after that. Because uh, his family's there, <laughs> in town. <laughs> and they're like, it's like his spouse and a bunch of children, and they're, she's like, man, I really wish she would come back, I need help. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cass is off being irresponsible on a quest.
1: Yeah, it's weird. It's, it's weird. It's, there's, we'll, we'll get more into it later, I guess, but... Yeah, it doesn't I gotta, sit right with me. I gotta get to Cap's whole lot deal. There's a doesn't at some point. sit right with me about this Rito stable place.
0: Oh yeah, and they're like chopping down trees it's like a and big. Zach just happens to have the Goron spice that the guy wants. You know, I you know I got that Goron spice coincidence. Oh, I actually got the the Divine Beast cutscene on my way to Rito Village, which means I didn't get it before. Oh, that's interesting. I think I said I I think I said I had it before, but I didn't get it. You have to yeah, start yeah. crossing the bridge before you okay. get the cutscene of Va Meadow, the big bird divine beast flying overhead. Who's uh, just
1: flying overhead and isn't that that's like a natural disaster.
0: <laughs> we gotta talk about that. Um Okay. So yeah, okay, now's the time to talk about that. So the Rito are here right. and the Rito are in an uproar uh because of Vomido, and like you look up at it and it's like it's big but it's not doing anything Mm -hmm. but you're you learn from the rito that Vomido is preventing the rito from flying very high because if they get close it just blasts them out of the sky this is such a cop-out kind of yeah i mean it makes sense right like if you wanted to write a story about why the bird people are being harried by the you know giant robot like that makes sense it's just not represented in any way that feels right like i don't know the word authentic right it's this is the
1: kind of presentation the kind of conflict that you would see in like an snes era rpg yes Yes.
0: (laughs) Yes. <laughs>
1: Back when we had to just take the game's word for it when there was a problem.
0: Extremely. Um,
1: but here there should be, like, a visible threat.
0: Yeah, it should be like, you know, shooting at the top of the big stone monument or something. Yeah, they can have
1: explosions.
0: There, the, the whole lead up to the next section is about how uh, Teba uh the warrior guy and his buddy whose name i forget tried to go fight the divine beast and got messed up and teba has a friend teba has a friend he's got black feathers he has a name he's the guy that makes the bow for you i think oh okay I, i just read him in the book in the in the creating a champion book is it garth maybe there's a guy named garth in this town
1: i'm pretty sure
0: Maybe. Because
1: we have to talk about the Rito. Is this not when we talk about the Rito? We can talk
0: about the Rito here, but I just wanted to say that they could have shown this cutscene and not just said, after the fact, oh yeah, Teba got messed yeah. up. That happened. They could have showed that. That's the whole thing they could have shown. Anyways. Rito. They're bird people.
1: Um. Now, we played a game many years ago called The Legend of Zelda, The Wind Waker. And In this game, there were people called the Rito who were birds, but they were basically just guys with beaks. And then they could, like, grow wings (laughs) when they needed them. Yeah. And they flew around and they were cool. Yes. And they were actually. They were evolved from Zoras. Uh,
0: So the game says, yes.
1: Because, let me explain. The gods decided to put Hyrule under water. To punish someone or something? I forget. But um, this was like... This would not affect the Zora people of Hyrule who actually live in the water and can swim. And so the gods had to... Make they had to flood Hyrule with special magic water that could not be breathed by Zoras or fish, except for the map making fish. And so the Zoras had to evolve to uh, adapt to this new world where they couldn't swim, and so they lost all fish qualities and grew beaks.
0: I don't remember it being that the water was, like, unbreathable, but basically, yeah. Basically, it's like, oh, we can't live in the ocean or whatever. It, so it would to... make
1: more sense if the gods—I'm—what I, I I'm about to say would make more sense. Yes. Arguably, it makes less sense, but it would make more sense if the gods just said, we are banishing you, Zora, from the water. Yeah. We're making
0: you into birds.
1: That would be cool. Your birds now.
0: If it was actually, like, a punishment handed down, that would be... Well, not, cool...
1: not like a punishment, but, like, a recompense for, like, we, we... For reasons that have nothing to do with you, we have to remove you, we have to deny you your water abilities, and so to make it up to you, we're giving you the sky.
0: Yeah. And they say evolve, like, the game, I think, even says evolve, but it's much more of a, like, a magical transformation kind of a thing. It
1: it's... It would have to be... I don't like imagining the intermediary stages of that. Absolutely evolution. not.
0: Absolutely not. It's definitely much more of a yeah, just magically. Hey, we're birds now. It's cool.
1: Uh, um the the Zelda Wiki makes a big deal out of how, um, in Breath of the Wild, the Rito that we have now are. V- almost completely avian and have nothing of humans about them which I think is overstating it kind of they do have thumbs
0: do they have thumbs
1: yeah they're they use their feathers like fingers and like the Revali can use a bow
0: Revali uses his bow with his feet I thought
1: I'm looking at a picture of him holding it with his hand.
0: Never mind. I saw. I was looking at a piece of concept art where they and he has a thumb. They were they were using it with the uh, the talons on their feet, which is cool looking. I think that, that he he can do both because
1: he's the master of bows. Why doesn't he have two bows?
0: I guess they got, they got to save that for the sequel. Got to save that for the sequel, obviously. Um, yeah, and
1: then Link will get that ability when he saves Rivali's ghost a second time.
0: Rivali's dual wield technique. um Um, so no but what else is there to say about rito the rito in this game they completely remodeled them and made them look like birds of prey um which is a good choice it's great they look great looking yeah they look fantastic i don't
1: have any problem with how they look in wind waker i think they look awesome oh they're
0: perfectly fine for that game yeah yeah but trying to reintegrate them into the greater zelda fold like we need to well each, each of the different like fantasy races in the game gets kind of a facelift or some sort of like embellishment on previous designs and yeah these ones are the ha, kind of the biggest glow up mm-hmm.
1: um i don't really know i wanted to figure out um like we've established that the Shika have uh fruit names okay and the Zora, by and large, have music names. There is a definite pattern with a lot of these Rito names that they end in Lee. Okay. And this goes back to, this was also the case in uh, Wind Waker. Yeah, so it's Medley just and Komali. Medley and, yeah. Um, and some, I was, I was trying to look this up, and some guy on Reddit says... I'm trying to figure something else out. The naming convention for the Rito is obvious enough, but I can't figure out the naming convention for the Shika or the Hylians. That's
0: insane. And I'm like, what, <laughs> what
1: is the convention for the... Because, like, I, I should say, I can believe either way that there is a secret theme behind these names. We found out that the Sheikah theme is, like, kind of obscure, but it makes sense with, you know, it's there. Um, It could also be totally just cool noises that they put together. Um, Yeah, I don't know. But, like, I really want to find out. Um, In French, some of the names are, like, bird names. Um, Zelda Wiki has a, uh, a, a lot of notes about Location names in the Tabantha region that are corruptions of Japanese bird names. The location names, like Gisa Crater, I think is one of them. I'll just look it up.
0: Well, like Strock Lake could be like Stork or like.
1: Yep. Yeah, I um, could see that. Gisa is an anagram of Sagi, which is the Japanese name for heron. Okay. So, like, they clearly are spending a lot of time doing cute things with names.
0: Yeah. Uh, I I don't know know enough about Japanese or birds to really throw in a guess at all as to what the actual convention is supposed to be. Um, It's not as obvious. One of them
1: is named, like, Neck. Cool. So what does that tell you? Neck. Neck. You know. And the guy who I thought was named Garth is actually named Hearth. Hearth. So a hearth is, of course, like a fireplace. And a neck is a part of a guitar that has frets on it. And so we can see that these two names are united by the theme of... Um, Keep going. <laughs> the theme
0: of... Uh huh. So, uh, we'll have more time to talk about Rito. Um, I, I, I have a lot of questions about them, I think, because they're kind of, like, they, they, they have less of a presence than the other, like, fantasy races in the game. In this game? They, they're, they're only pulling from Wind Waker, right? Whereas the other ones oh, are pulling okay. from Oh, okay, they Wanda. have less of, uh,
1: antecedents.
0: Yes. Um... So they had to kind of do a whole lot of new stuff. We do get that extremely good rendition of Dragon Roost Island Mm -hmm, uh, because mm -hmm. they understand what's good. (laughs) Um, They live on like these elevated platforms surrounding a big rock. Uh, It's very accessible for somebody that would fly. Uh, the, Uh, (laughs) The different levels of the place are like labeled with like a little feather icon that says like one, two or three. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, I saw that on a big tweet thread at some point.
1: That's fun.
0: Uh, met a bunch of Rito points of interest. There's an armor shop that has the cold weather armor, so I grabbed all that up. Um, the idea being it's like a bunch of just like feathers that are very warm. Which uh, is good.
1: Yeah, I think they they those that cold weather gear, the Rito armor or whatever it's called is some of the coolest looking in the game and that's kind of what i like to have
0: i never had i never had it the first time walking around the first time i refused to buy it because i was poor uh and so i struggled in the cold weather because i'm an idiot uh let's see there's a woman named juni uh a hylian woman right yeah she's hylian uh, her and her husband are here on a honeymoon, and she's very annoyed about it. Like, she would rather have gone to anywhere else, basically.
1: Well, why is she complaining? Because there's so many stairs?
0: No, she wanted- she just talks about, like, I'd rather have gone to, like, Zoro's domain. Oh, okay. Like, she names other places, and like, we could have gone here, we could have gone here, but instead he wanted to come to the bird town. Uh, Well, because the music is awesome. He he is. That is correct. The music is awesome. Uh, She wants a baked apple. So I sat one on the ground and swiped at it with the fire sword and had an instant baked apple. (laughs) Uh, I think her husband has a paired quest, but I didn't find him when I was running around. So I got to look for him again. You know what? I don't
1: know why I know this, but his quest is that I'm pretty sure he wants flint for some
0: reason. I have lots of flint. That can be arranged. Uh, There is Molly, a Rito child, who has a story about a treasure up in the mountain. Oh, is it
1: the one where, like, you look for a big bird and there's a treasure in its belly?
0: Yeah, and she kind of... Yeah, that's a a good one. You get a view of Mount Hebra, and you kind of... It's a shrine quest where it gives you, like, a hint of where a shrine is hidden. Yeah. I I think uh talked about
1: child quest
0: talked about Cass's wife and children uh oh then we gotta talk about the story of the game oh yeah there's a story in this game sometimes i forget it because you spend a lot of time fighting taluses (laughs) (laughs) you go talk to the village elder and he uh he recognizes the sheikah slate right And he's like, oh man, you must be one of the champions. And then he kind of corrects himself. He's like, wait, hang on. That wouldn't make any sense. That was a hundred years ago and they're all dead. He's like... But but he comes to a very reasonable conclusion where he's like, that means you must be a descendant of one of the champions. So, cool. We can still use you here.
1: Yeah. Which is like Um,
0: a very level-headed response.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know how much we need this kind of mythologizing slash demythologizing like that's the kind of reasoning that you would have in i don't know um a disney channel movie where it's important for the grown-up characters to have a rational explanation for the stuff that the child characters understand as supernatural
0: i'm trying to think i like it because let's see who we've we seen so far. We've seen Zoraland where they actually remember Link cuz Zora live a long time. We've oh, gone yeah. to Goron Town where they don't really care like they know yeah. that uh Daruk was a cool guy and that Unobos mm-hmm. like his descendant but that's as far as that goes and then they just But they look.
1: they don't recognize you as a champion and they no. don't care who you are. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Uh and then here the elder's old enough to remember that champions were a thing and is able to recognize that but he's not old enough to be like oh i remember you or like i remember Rivali. he just knows the concept of it
1: and yeah i i i just think that this is like the on one hand it's such a stock like trope and on the other hand it's so nothing as far as being like a story element, I, it doesn't sit well with me. I like it. Uh, but it's 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 inoffensive, at least. I like um, it. Zach, you love it. I love it. Hey, I have a question for you hey, what's and up? this uh, story element. Uh, why don't you marry it? Uh.
0: So he asks you to help Teba. Uh, he yeah. explains the stuff we talked about earlier, that Teba and Hearth i guess tried to go take <laughs> on the divine beast and it didn't go well uh you find out from i think teba's wife or his kid like you have to go talk to a bunch of people that are all standing around uh, and you find out that Teba, there's a lot of
1: family unit stuff going on in this town huh
0: yeah i mean more than obviously the goron doesn't have that element because their family units are purposely vague
1: yes and then
0: the zora family stuff exists at least somewhat but it's definitely more family stuff here yeah um yeah we get the most family stuff with this that's interesting uh teba went off to the uh the flight place flight range flight range uh where he was preparing to go make another assault hmm uh, you at this point you get a flashback to Link hanging out in Rito Town with Rivali, uh, Falco himself, <laughs> who is a big jerk who feels like he should have been chosen to be the hero and not just a champion. Yeah, and that's his well, whole that's his whole plot. He's good though. He's great. I like him. Yeah. Uh I don't really have much to say I guess on him. <laughs> like I was kind of expecting there to be more to chew on, but there really is nothing there. <laughs> no, I
1: believe that the culture has uh sucked that bone dry.
0: Yeah, there's nothing. So I know that I know that one of the DLC gives more cutscenes for each of the champions, so I'm curious to see what they do for him. Hmm. Uh eventually because I yep. feel like there's just nothing there. Like he's cool, <laughs> but that's it. That's all we got. Yeah um that's basically all i did in rito village there's probably more quests and stuff i need to run around it a little bit more uh but lastly i did do the shrine that's in town which is ak vakwat shrine uh yes this one is called windmills confirming our earlier hypothesis that the puzzle element wind receptacle is called windmill uh, wow. this is like a big puzzle room where, um, yeah, it's like a,
1: it's kind of a graph paper puzzle.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's almost like they, uh, they could have put, uh, uh, Nurikabe or, uh, Slitherlink in this game, <laughs> but they put in, the windmills instead, um, yeah. And it's another thing that could be yeah, this this could be a <clears throat> a puzzle type that another game would stretch into like five or ten different Oh
0: totally. Iterations. Totally, totally, um, totally.
1: It's not um it's fun the one time. It's fun it's fun to have this kind of very uh thinky, not really action oriented puzzle once in a while.
0: Yeah, I agree. It, being a one-off thing like that is perfect. Yeah. Uh, I definitely the first time playing this took a long time, like trying to figure <laughs> it out before I moved anything. Uh, this time I was really tired and I kind of just went into autopilot and solved it without putting much thought into it. Hmm. Kind of put
1: on Luigi mode.
0: Yeah, extremely yes. And I just like got it and it was fine. And I'm like, I don't. Okay, not thinking is the way to this is the path forward here, I guess. I guess. Um, but that's it. That's all I played this time. Uh. There's kind of a. Le- I, I'm not sure how much I'm gonna play next time because there's like a lot. There's a chunk more on the way to meeting up with Teba. And then as soon as you meet Teba, I can go do the Divine Beast. I don't know if I'm gonna do the Divine Beast just yet or not.
1: Well, I believe that there's a bunch of. Um certain uh like a at least one shrine crest quest i guess um is gated after you do the divine beast okay
0: so i should probably knock that out pretty quick then uh maybe i think
1: personally i think it would be more interesting if you did the divine beast and then you cleaned up around the town
0: okay well maybe we'll do that way then <laughs>